up, email geeks? What's up, Matthew Smith? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Feedback Friday. Feedback Friday. What is Feedback Friday? You know what Feedback Friday is? Feedback Friday is the time when we get together, Matt Helbig and Matthew Smith, or one of us and a guest, and we talk about what makes these emails really good and some areas from our experiences where they could improve. And we love having guests share their insights as well. So if you would like to be on the show, let us know. We would love to have you. This episode is sponsored by Influence. From subject lines to pre-header text, call to action button placement, email content, header images, and more, you can test up to five versions of an email with the Influence Marketing Platform. Get a demo at the link below. Why don't we dig into this wild stuff you brought here, Matt Helbig? What the hell is going on? I only look at weird emails that are not even really emails. <laughs> Those are the ones that make me excited about email. So these are some newsletter style announcement emails from 31. They are very out there. They're not like anything I've really seen in other places. So I thought you'd be the perfect person to talk about them and what this design language is about and some aspects of this style of email design. This is what you would call brutalist design you can probably understand why they call it that. It feels like you're getting smacked in the face. Brutalism in digital design is a style that intentionally attempts to look raw, haphazard, or unadorned. This web design trend is a reaction against the perceived uniformity of web design. It's intense. And, I, you know, it's an interesting aesthetic. I personally don't like brutalist aesthetic. It doesn't work for me. But I think it works for a lot of brands. And I think... It's very hip right now, and it's like super in. They're doing an interesting job in something like this. I think they're exploring some new categories, how to make something like this work. They're using tables, and they're just owning tables. Like you feel the table in this design, right? Like everything is locked up in these boxes. There's not very much padding. The writing is all over the place. It breaks so many rules that I'm going to say are good for customers. Let's talk about audience. Does this work for my mom? No. Does this work for my dad? No. Does this work for me? No. Does it work for designers who are selling to designers? What if the audience here is other designers who are then going to say to their bosses or to people on their team, you know who I want to work with is this sick new brutalist design shop 31. And that's the stuff that I'm going to guess that some of these folks are, are going after. They're able to change up their design system, you know, to go black here in this situation, show off some really intense kind of interesting brutalist design. And this is their thing. This is what they seem to be all about. If that's going to work for your audience, like that's your play, that's your brand, right? And I think they're doing some really interesting things here. Like they're doing stuff here where they're using background images that feel like stickers that just, you know, break the boundaries. I think they're breaking this boundary as a, using it as a background image, you know, technically, or from a rather visually, it feels like they are doing things that are very boxy, very clear. And then everything gets broken out of that. And I think it's interesting I like the idea of being experimental. I want this guy to eat a hamburger or something. He looks sad. I would love to know, like, is this working for them? Is this doing its job? I think it's appropriate to have something on the show here that, like, is this even email? Yes. It's got to be, right? Like, you're sending it an email. It's content. 
Is it serving the customer? Man, I would love to know as a customer who's enjoying this. And here's a question. Do they enjoy it and actually read it or enjoy it and just look at it? Does that make sense as a question, what I'm saying? I, yeah, I think this one breaks a lot of rules. As you notice, too, there's no CTAs in this whole thing. It's all plain text. With the whole series, I was really impressed, you know, how well it, you know, bounces from desktop to mobile, how the content sort of reorganizes and stacks on different sections. It's something that I'm impressed with. And as we go down our list of, like, you know, normal email tropes of what makes a really good email, I think in some ways, like, it has large typography, somewhat accessible with live text and things. To me, this one, it, it's an interesting question about, like, is this a regular consumer-facing email or is this just something nice to look at. For me, at least, it's just a, a new sort of thing to, to see in the email inbox, and it stood out to me. I love that they're pushing boundaries. One thing I'll say is that from a usability standpoint, this is rough, City. This is the worst thing I've seen in a long time. View in browser link and unsubscribe that close together? That's just weighty for... I didn't mean to unsubscribe, and now I've got to like go through this big thing. Like This is a very functional link next to like a very functional link with two up diametrically opposing purposes. Stuff like that. I think if you're going to do this stuff, don't disobey. This is where I don't like brutalist design, is I feel like a lot of brutalist design disobeys to be contrarian. And that's one of the reasons why I don't like it. Like, okay, local globe tote, 15 bucks. Cool. Like that works. I can click here and do this, but why not make this also a link or little things like on mobile? I can't choose between these three. If I think those are links now I can choose up here, these three, but there's nothing visually to indicate to me that this is a link and this is not on mobile. There's no hover state. So I don't know. I can tell what's a link in desktop because I get my little finger pointer, which is a hilarious part of the internet on mobile that's gone, you know, and it's things like that, that I think are challenging, but I agree, Matt, I'm glad you brought this because it asks some, some heavy, hard questions and the audience is super specific. These are designers, right? So designers are thinking about things really differently than your average person and have a lot of language context. It would be like sending a very specific type of content to people who understood just Japanese and a very specific dialect of Japanese in a very specific way. And so you can communicate to them uniquely. And so, you know, as you look at your audience, at, you know, you email geeks, as you're sending to your audience, the more that you know about them, the more you can serve them excite them, engage them. One of the questions I've got here is maybe the brutality of this design really serves that audience because it excites them and it shows them cool examples of pushing the boundaries. I think this is like three tenths art and maybe half art, <laughs> half art and half what I would call design. To me, design, its core function is to serve the user and deliver content in a usable way. Whereas art specifically has the opportunity to, to cause feelings and create a dissonance between what you're delivering and the feeling that you get. And I think this does that. 
It leans in. It creates emotion. It's very opinionated. It gets in your face. I am impressed that, you know, with all the challenges that email gives you, that they did sort of end up here. And, you know, it looks pretty okay in an inbox. To me, that's like some commitment to some sort of vision of, hey, this is what how we want our emails to look. And even if it's maybe not for everyone, you know, getting here and troubleshooting and working with those tables and embracing the limitations is also a really nice thing to see. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. And it's, you know, it's hard to make email. Email is like a little mini feature, you know, on a product. And it's, it's hard to build it. And I'm just talking about one email. Like email as an entire flow is a massive part of product. And I, I stumbled on this wording the other day that I, you heard it here, folks. I'm the first one to say it, I think. Email is product delivered. I've been saying recently, email is relationship designed. And I'm going to also say email is product delivered. And I think that really helps. Like not all email is product, but where product is involved, it's product delivered. And getting good user experience, doing the normal work of figuring out how to serve your customers and really get that attention to detail about developing the right features in the product, bringing those into email. It's not easy. We're working on really good emails and the next version of really good emails right now. It's hard. It's hard to know what to do, but they have followed up on their vision. I like the way you said that, dude. Great. Good job, folks. Good job, 31. Yeah. Before we leave, dude, I need to tell you a really serious thing here. Why did it take so long for the pirates to learn the alphabet? They got stuck at sea. I didn't even have a chance to answer, but <laughs> very good. Thanks, thanks, Matthew, for that. Oh, it's so good to be a dad. All right, my man. Have a great weekend. We'll see you later, email geeks. Stay safe out there. Thank you for being such a cool community. Thanks a bunch. See you out there. See ya. Thanks again to Influence for sponsoring this episode. Book your demo with the link in the video description.